Time for another TED Talk. Welcome back to TED Talks. We are now on to day eight of my guide dog training journey. Hope you've been enjoying the series up to this point. Not going to lie, I haven't slept well for the last couple of days and now because we're sort of at midweek, start to feel it a little bit. The walks are long and like, it's a lot of mental effort as well. So this might be a little bit of a shorter one, but I'll see how it goes. So jumping straight into things, we did walk one this morning. As I mentioned yesterday, this one involved a bus. So we drove to one of our regular locations and then we walked very shortly to get to the bus. Ted, as always, fantastic. No issues finding the bus stop. Learned a few new commands which weren't used when I qualified with Western. So find the bus stop was never a thing when I qualified with Western. Similarly, find the chair. Western never did that. I was never informed that he could do that. So that's something that Ted also does. So he found the bus stop, waited for the bus, wasn't too long, hopped on, and then we did around four or five stops. Nothing too crazy. It's not like we went to the city centre or anything. Ted was quite happy to just tuck under my legs. So you put your feet out a little bit and then he just slides underneath, popped his head sort of through my legs so he could keep an eye on people. But he was very happy, very comfortable, squashed into me so that he didn't move around. Much better than Weston, who was a bit of a pain, didn't really like buses. And I don't blame him for that. They're not the nicest things, are they? But Weston used to slide around all over the place. Absolutely hated it. And Ted didn't really seem to mind. The other change is that guide dogs are now saying it's up to me if I want to keep the harness on the dog or remove it when we're on public transport. So when I qualified last time, you were always supposed to take it off, or at least that's what I was recommended to do. Always remove the harness, let the dog get settled. This time though, Ted's quite happy being in harness, and to be honest, it's a lot more convenient for me. It means I can get off the bus quicker, not having to muck around. And if he's comfortable, I don't really care. Like, it's not a big deal for me. I'd rather not faff around with it on the bus. Once we got off the bus, we walked back to the van. So it was only four stops, so it was around half an hour walk back. This was a completely new route, and guide dog instructors were very much, okay, we'll step in if you need a hand, but we're going to let you handle it. You just have to go straight, basically, crossing every road you come to. There was a couple of tricky roads which had roundabouts on them, and because I'm not familiar with them and to keep the flow of the walk going, the instructors were very much like, we'll tell you when it's safe to cross, we'll tell you where the island is in the middle so you can stop halfway. Otherwise, I would have been there for ages or I would have found an alternative route if this was something regular that I did. Because this didn't take too long, we then went back to the house, did another input session. This one was about traffic and what the dogs are trained to do and not do when it comes to cars. This sort of comes down to what happens if you make an error. So contrary to what the public believe in general, guide dogs never decide when you cross the road. That's not their thing. They will stop you walking out into the road and, well, that's what they're supposed to do, but they will not decide for you. So you're not going to be saying, oh, I'll wait until the, the dog will take me across the road. And that's a common misconception. It is a partnership and they will get you across the road safely, but you have to be the one to decide, okay, we're going now. So basically, we just did the theory on this side of things, checked off all of the boxes for the uh, paperwork side of things, which was great. Then after lunch, we went out and we staged a couple of these instances to see how Ted would react and to make sure that I understood what the situation was. 
So this meant that a guide dog instructor was in a car and the other one was sort of pointing me and we did a very, like pointing me in the right direction and we did a staged reenactment of what could potentially happen if you make a mistake. And mistakes happen. So the first thing we did is called near traffic drills. So this is when the car is approaching from the lane closest to you. In this instance, you're supposed to inform the dog that you want to go forward and then the dog do nothing. They're supposed to stand there, do absolutely nothing, not take you into the road at all. Ted never budged. He was fantastic. And then when it came down to the part where the car would move on. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. And then I prompted him to move. He was more than happy to. No issues at all. There are some dogs that will just step out. It's a very tricky thing with traffic because you're training the dog to respond to you all the time. Like when you're training with them, when the guide dog instructors are getting them ready for that training, you are basically going against all of that training because if you think the dog is always waiting for that command to do this, then this, then this, and then do it, and you reward them for doing that, and this is an instance where you're telling them to do something, and then they're getting rewarded for ignoring you. And dogs are smart, but let's be fair, they're not as smart as other animals, and this is a lot for them to take on because they have to make that judgment call. It equally gets a bit more complicated when you move on to the other side of the road, essentially, where we were doing far traffic. So this is when you step out into the road and you've made a poor judgment call, you've made an error and a car is coming from the other lane. In this instance, the dog is meant to stop, be very calm, stop in the middle of the road basically and wait until that car moves on. It will not walk in front of the car, but it will just stand there. You have to praise it and then wave the car on usually and then you can cross. Again, no issues with Ted doing this. But like I said, this is something that guide dogs, they do struggle with because you are, again, you're telling them to go forwards, they are going forwards, and then they have to halt. And usually when they halt, that means that there's a hazard there, but it's confusing for them because you have multiple different situations, which then they're all going to know what the situation is. They just have to be trained repeatedly so that they have a reaction in a very set circumstance which ultimately means that this isn't something that we can train on a lot. Today was more of a, let's make sure that you're comfortable that Ted can do this, but just know, you know how you're supposed to act if a mistake happens. Ultimately, though, this isn't something, just like with off-curbs when I was speaking about that the other day, this is not something guiders want you to do. They are very clear on, this is just how you react to a bad situation. Don't put yourself in that situation if you can help it. That comes with reading traffic properly and making the dog go when it's appropriate or finding a place where you can cross appropriately. So after we done this session, we drove to the local supermarket and then I walked with Ted back. So this is a route I've done a few times now. This time, I was completely unassisted by guide dogs. The last time I was as well, but they were sort of over the shoulder, just in case. So me and Ted set off from the supermarket. The instructors went on the other side of the road and just watched from there. No issues whatsoever. 
Ted did jump at one point. There was a very loud bus. It clipped a drain and made a horrible noise. I'd never heard that noise before in my life. And that scared him. But nice positive reinforcement. Just, no, it's fine. You're not going to get hurt. It's a bit of a weird noise. Okay, let's carry on. And he was absolutely fine. No issues at all. No chicken lady around to distract him. Straight back to the house. And I think this is them preparing me for potentially the weekend, giving me the harness and saying, okay, you can do this route. We're fine with you doing that. Which, like I said previously, is what my big aim is, is just to be let loose so that I can go to the supermarket, come back, get out there a little bit on my terms and less structured. Because this is the second structured week of guide dogs and it'll be less frequent, but still quite intense going forwards for a few more weeks. So a lot was handled today, especially considering how tired I am. I think we did really well. Ted was fantastic, no issues at all. I know I always say he's fantastic, it's a bit of a joke now. Like, I'm glad that he's working well, and he has shown his personality a bit more with Weston, which is fantastic. And now they're just going to sleep off the rest of the day. They've both had walks now, so they're quite comfortable downstairs until dinner time. And I'm going to edit this. As always, if you want to ask any questions or get in contact, you can get hold of me through Instagram. That's the main thing that I'm using for this little series. So I hope you've enjoyed today. Not sure what's happening tomorrow. I don't think the instructors know yet because we're flying through things. But hopefully it'll be nice and exciting and I'll have a good update for you tomorrow. Until then, see ya. For more updates, videos and photos, join us on Instagram at Wes and Ted's Excellent Adventures.